The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Monster Monday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman. Now I got a bunch of podcasts. I love them. A little different schedule this week because of Thanksgiving. We should have the College Draft and Even Money podcast tomorrow on Tuesday. And I think we'll even have part one of the Fantasy Feast on Tuesday since we've got three Thanksgiving Day games. So the schedule will be bumped up a little bit also because I'll be flying to Detroit. Wow, there you go, Brian. Detroit, not Detroit. Detroit on Wednesday to call that. Texans-Lions game on Thanksgiving. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on the various social media platforms. Please follow me, won't you? I know you're on one of them, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, whichever one you're on, please follow me. I would appreciate that and love those of you that engage. Just a quick like or a retweet or a comment makes a huge difference, means a lot, which is why we give away a winner every week, a signed picture or card or Still have a bunch of awesome press passes. And all you have to do is engage in some way on social media. Intern Casey is phenomenal. She posts all of the highlight clips from our shows to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And she goes ahead and posts them on Instagram and Twitter to at Ross Tucker pod, the podcast's social media handles. We will have a sponsor confirmation email winner. It is the holiday season, so a very good time to go ahead and take advantage of our sponsors and get a little something-something and be able to ask me a question. Patron shout-out of the day, Jason Netter. We are absolutely racking up the patrons. Patreon.com slash RT Media. Man, I had no idea you guys wanted to be able to see the bets from the Even Money podcast so badly. I would have done this years ago. Shout outs as well, by the way, on YouTube are given out every week for a new YouTube commenter. I love doing those cameo style videos for you guys. And it seems like 
they have been very well received. Same videos that people pay 25 bucks for to have me do on Cameo. You get them for free if you just comment on our YouTube page, any of the clips, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. All right, enough with the pleasantries. Let's go. It's Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, Ross, week 11, just about in the books, minus one game Monday Night Football, of course. Your overall thoughts before we break each of these games down individually. So several thoughts, Brian. And by the way, just as an aside, Brian is in his hotel room in L.A. It's 4.30 a.m. He is an absolute rock star. I hope you guys appreciate him as much as I do because we would not be able to do the show without him that's for darn sure and he's tough he's mentally tough he sucks it up to get it done for me and get it done for you guys anyway i will say this bry i i think there's two different but related things that jumped out to me more than any other i mean look there was a bunch of awesome games and we'll get into all of those and uh that's pretty obvious uh but watching the games i always try to have something that stands out to me or that I think is impactful. The Joe Burrow injury, that really looked bad to me. I'll be curious to see how many ligaments he tore. We already know the torn ACL, but that looked really bad. I know I've seen some people on social media that said there should have been a flag. That is not the case for a low hit when when the defender is kind of thrown into him or blocked into him. It was not intentional. He didn't mean to go low. There have also been a lot of people blaming the Bengals and their offensive line. Look, they don't have a great offensive line. They probably could have and should have done more to make that unit better this year. I think that's a fair criticism. But injuries happen. Guys get hit a lot. You know, the Bengals had the number one pick for a reason, right? I mean, they had the number one pick for a reason. They're not a good team. Usually if you have the number one pick and you're not a good team, you're not going to have a very good offensive line. So I know it's popular to just bash the Bengals. I think they probably could have done a little bit more to have a better a better group up front. But this – I don't want to say this was inevitable, but these things happen, unfortunately. It's the nature of the sport. You know, Troy Aikman got beat up his first year. Peyton Manning got beat up his first year. I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. I will say that one of my big takeaways, Bri, from the from the games, it is really important that you have a good backup quarterback. I mean, you think about what Taysom Hill did for the Saints, and we'll get into that, but he played very effectively was able to get the Saints the victory. You know, I think that's part of the reason why they gave him the money they did is they believe he's a viable option to be the heir apparent. And I was happy to see that he got the start. I mean, they gave him so much money for a one-year extension. Let's see what he can do. So that it's funny because I still have Saints fans are interestingly defensive. Because I had tweeted, so because it looked like earlier in the week, Jameis Winston was going to start. And I said, so the Saints gave Tamis, Taysom Hill $21 million on a one-year extension to not be the guy if Drew Brees gets hurt. Meaning it felt like they gave it to him mainly as a gadget guy. But no, he was the guy. They did put him in, which is all I was saying. Is if you're going to give him that much money, I'd like to think you that he's your backup quarterback 
or that you think he's the next guy. And he was, and he went out, and he played well. And I think he deserves another start, another opportunity. He's obviously a different player, and he hasn't really started a quarterback in a while, so he needs the time to get comfortable. Uh, we'll get into that. But look, the bottom line is the Saints had Drew Brees, who's so terrific, barely ever gets hurt, and they bring in and they make sure they have Taysom Hill and Jason uh, Jameis Winston. Very impressive by Sean Payton. Very impressive by that organization to have such excellent quarterback depth. I mean, if something happened to Taysom Hill, which, by the way, is very possible given his running style, they got Jameis Winston waiting. It's it's impressive. Um, meanwhile, you got Carolina. P.J. Walker comes in and gets them a victory. Plays very well. The XFL star plays very well. Kudos to P.J. Walker. You know, he came out and did a really nice job in that game and got them a victory. Frankly, I think it's part of the reason why Teddy Bridgewater wanted to play. I, you know, he knows that P.J. Walker's got some ability. He didn't want P.J. Walker to go out there and, you know, prove that he could do just as well as Teddy Bridgewater or prove that maybe he could be the guy. They're paying Teddy Bridgewater a lot of money. He didn't want P.J. Walker to say, oh, man, we can get the same from P.J. Walker for the minimum. And then even like in Miami, they bring in Fitz because Tua was really struggling, more on that momentarily. And Fitzpatrick gives him a chance, drives him down for a field goal, makes it a one-score game, drives him from the one-yard line after the Gordon fumble all the way down like the 15-yard line, throws a pick, but Fitzpatrick at least gave the Dolphins a chance to win. Meanwhile, you've got Ryan Finley for the Bengals. He didn't give them a chance to win that game. He didn't give them a chance to win that game at all when he came in. You know, and not that Gardner Minshew's great, but Jake Luton didn't really give the Jaguars a chance to win their game. You know, it just, you know, Flacco did give the Jets a chance to win that game, even though he had a terrible pick six. Andy Dalton did win a game for the Cowboys. Backup quarterback doesn't matter at all until it means everything. You know, it's like, no, it doesn't matter until you need him. Then it's the most important player on the team. So that was my biggest takeaway. Not like, Bry, that was some revelation that I never thought of before. But, you know, especially late in the year, you end up having, what, a quarter of the teams have a backup quarterback out of there? You, you got 25% chance it's going to be your guy out there. How about, by the way, these unbelievable Thanksgiving Day games? I mentioned I will be in Detroit. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a chance to double your money if either Baltimore or Pittsburgh scores a touchdown in Thursday night's game. Are you kidding me? One touchdown in that game and you double your money. All you have to do is opt into the promotion. Place your bet, sit back, and watch the ball enter the end zone. Easy as Thanksgiving pie. Look, it's going to happen. There's going to be a touchdown. I, I'd be shocked if there wasn't. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code ROSS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you the chance to double your money if either Pittsburgh or Baltimore score a touchdown in Thursday night's game. That's right. All it takes is one touchdown, and you double your money when you use promo code ROSS during sign-up. 
Limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older and Jersey EPA only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tux Takes. Let's start with the uh, Bengals game. Alex Smith got his first win since his devastating leg injury. The final 20 to 9 over the Bengals. Speaking of leg injuries, which you already did, Joe Burrow, apparent torn ACL and other CLs. Yeah, so Joe Mixon was placed on IR for the Bengals, which just makes it even tougher because they really can't run the ball very well early in the game. I mean, the Bengals should have had a firm lead in this game. Randy Bullock misses a chip shot field goal. Joe Burrow fumbles into the end zone after he gets absolutely rocked by Chase Young, a former teammate. And then the Burrow injury happened, and it was just awful. Absolutely awful. And you hate to see that for any player, especially such a promising, exciting young player. Alex Smith was solid, not spectacular, didn't have to put up the huge numbers that he had to put up um, previously in the last two games that they lost because they won. And they actually ran it pretty well with Antonio Gibson. And now they've got three wins like every other team in the NFC East. And by the way, that could have been my one of my takeaways as well. The entire NFC East, each team has three wins. You talked about Taysom Hill. He got his first win as an NFL starting quarterback. Saints over the Falcons 24-9. They improved to 8-2 on the season, 4-0 in the NFC South. Yeah, and I'm really happy for him. You know, he had to fight through so many injuries in college. Anytime somebody gets a start like that and makes the most of it, I love it. You know, I don't think historically that the gadget plays that Taysom Hill plays have been as effective as maybe New Orleans does. Uh, He has made some big plays for them, but he got his opportunity as a starting quarterback and he made the most of it. And it sounds like he'll get another one. You know, he did take some sacks that you probably would rather him not take. He, He did have a couple of throws that probably could have been picked off. But he got Michael Thomas in the game. Uh, Michael Thomas had kind of his breakout game. By the way, Drew Brees, this happened, we found this out on Friday, has 11 rib fractures. 11. Absolutely brutal for Drew Brees to have that many rib fractures. But that's where he's at. That's the deal. So he's on IR. So he'll be out at least three games, which makes sense. No Marshawn Lattimore. For the Saints, it didn't matter. Their D-line has really picked it up. They sacked Matt Ryan eight times. They were all over him. Atlanta settled for field goals early in the game, and then the second half, they were totally put on lockdown against that Saints defense, which is, man, they're like a whole new team. Tux Takes. Pittsburgh Steelers improved to 10-0 after a 27-3 win in Jacksonville. So the Jags got a field goal on their opening drive and then never scored again. 
Jake Luton had four interceptions because that's what the Steelers do. Ben had an awesome throw to Chase Claypool. Uh, Deontay Johnson had a big game. The Steelers have so many promising young receivers. I mean, it is – they are extremely, extremely impressive to watch. Tuck Stakes. The New England Patriots fall to the Texans 27-20, and their record now falls to 4-6 and six on the season. Deshaun Watson, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions in his past five games, although Houston is 2-3 and three in that span. Right, and as Greg Cosell said, I don't think last week, but the week before, Deshaun Watson is playing unbelievable football right now. And I think yesterday might have been his best game. I mean... He was incredible throwing the football against typically a pretty good defense, pretty good secondary in New England. And that goal line touchdown run where he ran over Devin McCourty, that was awesome. You know, you could think, sit here and think it's a lost season for the Texans. They're not going anywhere. But that's not the way – that's not Deshaun Watson's mentality. That's not his mindset. And he showed in that game yesterday – why he's worth every penny of that $40 million per year. He is so impressive. Still hard to believe so many teams passed on him as well. I just love his mindset. And he did that with Laramie Tunsil out of the game with flu-like symptoms. I thought Cam played pretty well for New England. You know, he had that unbelievable bomb to Demir Bird, who had like the Willie Mays over-the-shoulder catch. There's a lot of incredible catches yesterday. These guys are unreal, but not enough, and I felt like Cam didn't seem comfortable in the pocket at times. Justin Reed had a good game for Houston. He's a nice player, and you know, just when you were thinking maybe New England could get back in the mix here after that impressive win against the Ravens, uh, they take a big step back. Really, I would say on both sides of the ball, but in particular, I thought defensively. Carson Wentz matched his career high 14th interception of the season. By the way, there's still six games left in the season. Cleveland over Philadelphia, 22 to 17. He's really struggling. You know, it does not appear as if he's comfortable at all. Not at all. And I don't, I don't know why he holds on to the ball It's almost like he doesn't want to throw an interception right now. So he's not trusting what he's seeing at times. Very little in the offense comes in rhythm. I mean, they are a tough watch on offense. You know, they ran it pretty effectively and still couldn't score more points. No Miles Garrett. And you've got Olivier Vernon, three sacks. Adrian Claiborne, two sacks. Now, part of that was the tackles didn't do a great job. Part of that was Wentz holding on to the ball. You know, the shame of it is the Eagles actually defensively did a lot of good things, especially early in the game. I mean, the difference in the game is Miles Sanders fumbles down near the goal line and Carson Wentz throws a pick six. That was a very winnable game, very winnable game for the Cleveland Browns. Give their defense some credit to step up the way they did without Miles Garrett and hold the Eagles down like they did was impressive. Their secondary was excellent, especially 
Denzel Ward. He is an impressive player. And they didn't run the ball great. The Eagles were up to the challenge for the most part. But but late in the game, Chubb and Hunt both had spectacular runs to kind of put the game out of reach for the Eagles. You know, they got one more touchdown at the end and had an onside kick attempt. But it was that masterful Chubb run and then the Hunt run after it uh, to pretty much seal the win for the Browns. Although they did get the benefit of a uh, a really – dicey forward progress call on a Baker Mayfield fumble. Tuck Stakes. Former XFL star PJ Walker started at quarterback for the Panthers and they shut out the Detroit Lions 20 to nothing. I'm sorry, not the Lions. Uh, uh, yeah, the Lions 20 to nothing. So I don't have that many thoughts from this game other than I mentioned the good things Walker did. He's got an impressive arm. You know, he threw the ball deep and in the end zone with touch very well. He even had two interceptions in the end zone, which isn't good, obviously. But that just goes to show you how much of a blowout this really could have been. That he had those two interceptions in the end zone. The Lions got shut out by a defense. And kudos to that young Carolina Panthers defense. A defense that didn't force one punt against the Bucs the week before. Not a single punt and gave up 46 points. And in the very next game, they shut out the Lions. That that might be rock bottom for Detroit. We'll see what happens on Thanksgiving, but that might be rock bottom. Tuck Stakes. Titans came back from being down 21 to 10 to win in overtime at Baltimore, 30 to 24. Derrick Henry's 29 yard run wins it in overtime. In fact, Henry became the first player in NFL history with multiple overtime rushing touchdowns in the same season. Titans put Jadeveon Clowney on IR. He's out for at least three weeks. He hadn't really done very much this year anyway. Mark Edwards had a huge day for the Titans. I mean, for the Ravens. It almost felt like. The Titans just wore down the Ravens. I mean, late with A.J. Brown just running over and through the Ravens' defense, Derrick Henry running over and through them in the second half. It's rare. The Ravens' defense was okay for a while without Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams, but they eventually wore down and got run over. I mean, the Titans' defense couldn't even really get a stop on third down until very late in the game. There was a kerfuffle before the game. Have you ever used that word, Bry? I love that word, yeah. I think that's the first time I've ever used that word. I didn't know You've what I was missing out. Say. Yeah, there was a kerfuffle before the game. I guess John Harbaugh, I don't know, felt like the Titans players were on the logo or maybe they were getting in the way of Justin Tucker. I, I don't know. I don't get too involved in that stuff. I don't really care. Gigantic win for the Titans, and the Ravens are in trouble. I mean, they now they play the Steelers on Thanksgiving. They're going to have to really rise to the occasion in that one. They might be on the outside looking in in the playoff race. Tuck Stakes. Justin Herbert now has five games, at least three touchdown passes this season. That's the most by a rookie in NFL history. It's only his ninth game, by the way. Jets officially eliminated from playoff contention. Chargers over those winless Jets, 34-28. How was the press box food, Bri? Uh, When I went in there, 
the box lunches, uh, the only option that that I had was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich in a box. Um, so I really appreciate the Chargers for providing a meal, providing some food. Uh, the box had a uh, nice size pancake size cookie, which was good. And, um, and a box of chips and some coleslaw. But yeah, I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You sound really down on that. I love PBJ. What's wrong with I PBJ? do too. Yes, I do. And I'm very what, thankful for that. What do you think is the ideal ratio of peanut butter to jelly? I'd probably go 60-40. 60, 40, 60 meaning the, the peanut butter. Yeah. I think I'm more like 65-35. I'll take it. But we're in the same... We're in the same ballpark for sure. There are people out there that put more jelly than peanut butter on. That's gross. That's just wrong. Now, are you a strawberry or grape or does it not matter? Strawberry jam mm. is my preference. That's your jam? I, I like jam. I like jam more than jelly. Jelly is like too loose. Jam is like it's it sticks more and it doesn't it doesn't leak out, you know? Oh man, I love jam. I love some strawberry jam. That that's strawberry jam would be my jam. Uh so the Chargers didn't have Kaiser White. He's on the COVID list. You know, the Jets get a blocked punt, running for a touchdown. All right, here we go, Jets. And then Flacco throws one of the worst pick sixes you'll ever see. Keenan Allen feasted on that horrific Jet secondary that. He's playing a bunch of new guys, young guys. Herbert is incredible. I mean, he, he really, like, Herbert is the real deal. He is so good. I can't believe it. And Denzel Mims showing some promise for the Jets. That's a positive they can take out of it, I suppose. Tuck's takes. You talked about Tua being benched uh, earlier in the show. Uh, he was benched for Ryan Fitzpatrick, although the Dolphins insist he will be the starting quarterback next week. Broncos win despite the attempted comeback by Fitz over the Dolphins 20-13. to 13. Tua was not good. I mean, he, he really struggled mightily. They couldn't move the football. He got sacked six times. He never looked comfortable at all. I thought they made the right decision to go to Fitz. Fitz actually gave him a chance to win the game. He kind of telegraphed that last throw, but he had – I mean, they were running out of time. He needed a touchdown. Justin Simmons did a good job maybe baiting him into it a little bit, coming from the other side. Justin Simmons is a very good player, by the way. He's going to get a lot of money this offseason. I, I, I believe he's still playing under the franchise tag. Uh, I didn't think Drew Locke was great, but he was good enough. I'll tell you who's great, Philip Lindsay. I mean, the Broncos' run game in general was really good, but Phillip Lindsay is legit. I would say almost more than any other running back in the NFL, the guy looks like he is shot out of a cannon when he gets the ball in his hands. Big win for Denver. They needed that Vic Fangio very much, and Dolphins and their fans come back to earth a little bit. They started getting a little too, little too big for their britches a little bit. Dolphins fans were Talking a little crazy there a little bit. Let's just relax. Be happy you're winning some games. Tuck's takes. Andy Dalton returned to the Cowboys, and he led him to a 31-28 win in Minnesota. By the way, C.D. Lamb and Adam Thielen both had ridiculous touchdown catches. I mean ridiculous touchdown catches in this game. So impressive. 
um, both those guys, the body control. Andy Dalton is a professional quarterback who gave the Cowboys a chance, really gives them a chance to win the division. Zeke had a big day. Thought Tony Pollard showed that he had some juice as well. Zach Martin moving to right tackle was impressive. That's clearly the best O-line for the Cowboys is him at right tackle and put McGovern in at right guard, the former Penn Stater. That was a that was a physical game, Brian. I mean, Harrison Smith, Donovan Wilson, there were some huge hits in that game. Tucks takes. Green Bay Packers tied it up and sent it to overtime, but the Colts win it in overtime, 34-31. Yeah, impressive comeback by the Colts. They're down two touchdowns at halftime. They just battled back to take the lead with all those unanswered points, 17, I guess. And then Aaron Rodgers had to hit Marquez Valdez-Scantling to get that game-tying field goal, goes to overtime, Valdez Scantling fumbles. It was a nice play by Blackman. It really was. Colts get the big win. You know, the Green Bay turnovers and uh, the second half woes on offense. That's what caught, you know, did them in. Thought Phillip Rivers was very solid despite the injury. The Colts, I mean, the holding penalties at the end of the game. I've never seen anything like that, especially late. It was insane. There was nine of them in all. I, I don't think I've ever seen that many holding penalties for a team that's just trying to run the clock out at the end of the game. Awful, awful. But the MVS fumble allowed them to get away with it and get a huge, huge win for the Colts. Tucks takes. And finally, Sunday Night Football, the Kansas City Chiefs were not going to let the Raiders beat them twice in the same season. Patrick Mahomes had his first passing touchdown in the final two minutes of regulation, 35-31 the final. What an awesome game. I mean, it's an awesome stadium. It was the best uniform matchup that there is in the NFL. I mean, those Raiders uniforms, they just they glisten. It's awesome. Raiders marched right down the field for an impressive start touchdown. Carr was almost perfect in the game. I mean, Derek Carr has flourished this year, his third year under John Gruden. Aguilar had a nice game. Darren Waller had a big game. Really, the Raiders scored that go-ahead touchdown late. I guess their only issue was they, you know, left, quote-unquote, too much time for Patrick Mahomes to be able to do what he does Throwing the ball down the field. Travis Kelsey had a huge game. The thing that's amazing, because Mahomes did throw that one uh, interception down in the red zone at the end of the first half, but the thing that's amazing is that even when Mahomes is just good, he's still great. Like, even when he's just pretty good, he's still great, which I think speaks to his greatness more than anything else. Wow. He was impressive. Uh, big win for the Chiefs. Can you imagine if the Raiders had swept the Chiefs? That would have been crazy time. That'll do it, by the way, for a Monster Monday edition of the RTFP. Shout-outs to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com, Sportaculture, SteakhouseSports.com, Vision Comics with an X. And since the holiday spending season is upon us, holiday shopping season, myfrontpagestory.com. It is the best 
holiday gift you can get someone. I would not steer you guys wrong when it comes to something that important. Myfrontpagestory.com. Even money, college draft, fantasy feast, all of them manana. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.